Still no tweets. Uh, what's going on? We still don't have any tweets. Come on, guys. No one. I think we have three followers on Twitter right now. You guys are. Yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> Not well. Mad, I mean, is is Twitter a dead site? I mean, I'll I'll accept uh, Instagram comments with, you know, hashtag, like Camp Strange intro maybe. Well, here's the thing. I don't think we're tweeting. CSI. Any- CSI's not taken. We can t- we can take that Camp Strange intro. CSI. That's golden. Yeah. Hashtag- no one's no one's using that. <laughs> CSI. CSI. That's Grisham. Free, that's free game. Gr- Grisham loves bugs. Uh. Did we talk about CSI in the first episode? Uh, I don't think so. I think we did oh that's weird then or maybe it was the fake first episode that we didn't yeah probably publish. yeah when am i not talking about csi i miss that show yeah it's a lifestyle anyway but like what like what we were talking about is that uh still nobody has tweeted us but i mean i guess we don't deserve twitter followers yet so that's understandable yeah but, we're not there yet um you know uh so follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. I think we got uh, Facebook. We got we got all the big social medias, all the top tier ones. Anything you can ask for. MySpace, Friendster. We got all of them. Got an AIM. We got a can. Chat Messenger. We got two cans with a string attached to them. We got a live feed from my living room you can sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, add us on all there. On, on Instagram, um, I think that's the most active one. So add us on Instagram at camp strange podcast and we do we post the pictures that we talk about on the show we post new episode updates and uh you know merch availability not that we have it yet but it's coming and should be fun yeah and we'll, we'll respond to any and all comments really yeah we've got nothing we going on so much time <laughs> no we have a lot of time a lot but, of time um yeah and I think we wanted to also say thank you to everybody who who reached out and said they liked the podcast or or gave us some criticism and how to get better because I mean that's what it's all about um, you know just just trying to improve on on the art this is art right this is art I mean yeah and it, it, it was our first episode and this is our second episode so hopefully there will be improvements um, and if not hang tight because uh, they'll. They'll, they'll come around. They're, they're coming around the mountain. We're figuring out. We're you know we're we're we are recording from a living room, and uh, so with no professional studio or anything like that. I edit the stuff myself, and we spend like fifteen minutes trying to set up the equipment that we pretend like we know what's going on. But, but uh, we we appreciate everybody <laughs> that uh, that reaches out. So. Yeah. Um. And Kyle Kyle Spomberg. There, I said your name. He got mad that I didn't say his name. He's, no shout out. I said your name. Are you happy? I hope you're happy. There. Yeah, I got plenty of angry no <laughs> shout outs, but I'm not going to drag that into here. There. Um, but, um, yeah. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and say uh, this is your uh, camp counselor, David Stokes, here. Oh, I didn't even tell him who I am. No, no one knows who you are. This is Alex Tobin. I am your other camp counselor. Welcome to Camp Strange. Uh, that was a little late on that intro, but uh, we're happy to have you here, and we're going to be telling you some strange stories by the fire, like uh, we always do that one time before. Yeah, cozy up, <laughs> like we always do that one time before. So oh, you wanted to say something before we jumped into our stories, right? Oh, I did. Um, so I actually had an update for my story last week um, when I spoke about the uh, the the ghost on the Fox Hollow Playground named Opal, and uh, my brother sent me a text and he was saying, like, dude, I saw that ghost once. And it was something, once I saw that text, I was like, holy shit, he did. Because I remember him telling me this when I was really young. But, you know, over, over the years, I forgot about it. But so he, I guess... He was, he was young at the time. Yeah, I believe my brother was in fourth 
fourth or fifth grade at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was at like a birthday party that was at the the playground. And I wow, think they were ghetto birthday party. What's up? Whoa, come on. I'm just saying. I mean, come on, man. It's at a playground at a school. And uh, so it was it was uh, it was getting pretty dark. And I think they're playing kickball, football, something like that. Another free thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you're the worst. And um, and so from the woods, they saw a glowing figure walking towards them. And my brother said half of the guys just booked it, ran for the hills. And some other guys stayed back, and they tried to, like, see what it was, and they also, like, eventually were just like, nope, getting out of here. And so half those it. kids are dead. <laughs> are they gonna be no, like, I mean, they're still alive. That's, that's really creepy, though. Yeah, that's... but so my I, – and I remember as a little kid, my brother telling me that, and my mom being like, that didn't happen. Like, don't listen to your brother. He's trying to scare you, and, like, my brother's still holding strong to it. Um, There's a difference between one – one fourth grader telling you, I saw a glowing thing, and 11 fourth graders telling yeah. you, we saw something. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty creepy. That's a possibility. Yeah. I, and, I, um, I never rule it out. Yeah. And um, Kids kids see the darndest things. Don't they say that? Yeah. I think they they see the darndest things. Yeah. They they, they say cats. Uh, cats. Animals. Uh, cats. Children. Babies. They, cats, yeah. They're the most innocent, most pure, I guess, and they could see these spirits there. Yeah, they're not they're so on, jaded. Yeah, they're on a different wavelength, I think, you know? Yeah. So that's pretty cool, though. I like yeah. that. I always like a, a nice uh, a follow-up on on a ghost. Yeah. I wonder if she's still there. She could be. If you go back to Eugene soon, take a stop by the playground. I'm actually going back in three days. Will you actually – is that playground near your house? Um, It's not that far from my house well if you find yourself near the playground i can go over and just snap a quick pick no i just mean like actually try to like do a connection say like opal it's a quick trip i don't you know i'll try what's up opal i'll like, see if i can get over there at night maybe i'll play the podcast with a few candles and some yeah, goat's blood or something do it. i got a lot of goat's blood i know me, you so. do i have so much well you think i can fly with it i have to get a bunch of little traveling you put ounces. it in film containers and they oh don't okay because yeah. everybody carries film containers still. yeah not you don't want to put it in a tinfoil leaks but uh, okay, we'll jump yeah. into the <laughs> jump into the stories now. Yeah, let's get in here. So um, I guess I'll, I'll I'll lead once again, and uh, my story is of a young girl by the name of Annalise Michelle and her exorcism. I don't know if anybody has ever seen that movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. There's only so many movies that start with the exorcism of. Well, I wasn't asking you if you've seen. A the emily rose of the exorcism trilogy there's there's a trilogy no there's not a trilogy Jesus. there's the exorcist and the exorcism of emily rose and probably a a hundred more c or b level movies called oh yeah the exorcism of jane goodall yeah where she got exercised recipes coco <laughs> but um yeah so this is uh the exorcism of emily rose is actually based off of annalise michelle and uh let's get into it okay in 1952, a girl by the name of Anna Elizabeth Michelle was born in Bavaria, Germany to her parents, Joseph and Anna. So she's just a young little German girl. Yeah, aren't we all? Her parents are both really, really deeply devout Roman Catholics, which is always a really good premise and setup for just horrible paranormal. Weird shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know stuff's going to go down if somebody's so deeply devout. 
but she had three other sisters, and they lived completely normal childhoods. They, they played with other children, socialized. They learned in school, and maybe they didn't learn in school. I don't know. I was going to say, is that what you do in school? <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> and, uh, but they also attended Mass twice a week at their local church. And Anna herself was the most religious out of her three sisters. Uh, she actually eventually – she. Her name, her real name is Anna, but she eventually took on the nickname Annalise, which translates to all of God's bounty. So yeah. just like go head first, lean into they're, it, that's what I say. They're really stacking the odds against her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she stacked the odds against herself too. She's like, yo, demons, what's up? I'm the spokesperson. Yeah. Come after me. So Annalise's mother, also named Anna, maybe that's why they gave her that nickname too. Yeah, it can get confusing. But she recalls Annalise's early life stating she liked life, she sang willfully, she was an intelligent girl, teachers and professors always complimented her. Overall, it seemed that she conducted herself in a generally positive manner that was until the age of 16. Uh, it's always the age 16 once they get the keys to the car. They say the terrible twos are, are the worst, but I say... Ooh, 16. The... the. I know my 16-year-old daughter is... Whew. The sassy 16s. Yeah, the sassy 16s. You know when they get them devils in them? I'm sorry? When they get them devils in them. Oh, <laughs> you know talking what about mean? when they get them, them devils in them? Them devils in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but one day while attending school... She suddenly blacked out and began walking around dazed. Annalise did not remember the event, but her friends and family said she was in a trance-like state. This happened once again a year later when Annalise woke up in the middle of the night in a trance, wetting her bed in the process. That's not that out of the ordinary, right? No, I know you do that on... People do it all the time. At least three times a night. Not just me. Yeah, no, no, it's not not just you. Me and Annalise. Yeah. But... So she wet her bed, and she was also wandering around in a trance, you know. And in 1968, at the age of 16, she suffered uh, a severe convulsion and was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy, a disorder that causes seizures, loss of memory, and visual and auditory hallucinations. So, I mean, that – you would think that right there. You're like, oh, she's not possessed, you know? Yeah, that sounds scientifically uh, solid, just being like, yeah, she's not doing so good. Exactly. Up in the head and... But... But... Let's get into it. Well, the demons are in her. After this event, she frequented psychiatrist hospitals where they would perform tests on Annalise and find, to try to find a cure for the seizures. And two years later, in June of 1970, Michelle... Sometimes she goes by Michelle. I think that's her last name. You know, I don't know if it's okay. Mikhail or Michelle. I've heard Michelle. Yeah, I'm pretty I think, sure it's Michelle. I think it's Michelle. It's just it's spelled M I C H E L, so it doesn't look like Michelle. Yeah, but uh, Michelle suffered a third seizure at the psychiatric ho- hospital where she had been staying. She was prescribed anti-convulsion drugs for the first time, including Dilantin, which did not alleviate the problem. And it was during her time at the hospital that Annalise began to see demonic faces which whispered to her that she was damned, quote-unquote damned, not like in a cool way, like, well, I'll be damned. Or not like like a large concrete slab holding water from... I think she did mean that. Oh, okay, okay. She's like, oh, she's like, you're, they're, they're like, you're over damn. And she's like... The Hoover oh, dam. That created a lot of jobs in America during the Great Depression. And- Which hasn't happened yet. Or has it? What? Wait, when did this? I don't. I forgot when this oh, took oh, place. Oh, I thought you meant is the Hoover Dam a thing? And I was like, it's a thing, dude. I mean, no, it's, uh, it's a uh, hoax. Oh no, no, it had already happened. 
What so year the, is this? 1970. Oh, okay. I, for some reason, I thought you said 1917. No, the the demons were full aware, fully aware of the Hoover Dam. Of the Hoover Dam. That's why they're they're pointing all their dark magic at uh, Germany. You get it. Yeah. I don't have to explain this to you. Yeah. Um, so they would whisper to her that she was damned, and the faces would appear to the girl as she prayed, promising Annalise that she would rot in hell. Okay. That's a little more aggressive. Was Is it worse to rot in hell, or is it worse to cook in hell? Well, it actually, um, I found two different translations. One said rotten hell, and this one's even better. What did you say, cook in hell? Is it roast? Roast in hell? No. Oh, okay. Stew in hell. Ooh, so like a little bathtub. But stew is like... Like a cauldron? Who doesn't like a stew? Oh, so, I mean, I, maybe you got a stew going. No one likes rot. Everyone likes stew. Let's yeah. just say that. So, um, that same month, she was prescribed another drug. It was called Aolept. I can't pronounce that. Okay. A-O-L-E-P-T. Which is used in the treatment of various psychoses, including schizophrenia, disturbed behavior, and delusions. But the drugs had no effect, and Annalise fell into a pit of depression. Though she believed that taking her own life would be an unforgivable sin, Annalise frequently considered suicide. She would leave the hospital, but the seizures and the demons would not be far behind. Ooh. Ooh, I mean, they're kind of hard to get rid of. They're... They stick. They don't rely on GPS. I'm stuck on demons and demons stuck on me. Yeah. Is that how that goes? I have no idea what that is. That was the Band-Aids theme song. Oh. I'm stuck on Band-Aids. When was the last time you saw a commercial for a Band-Aid? You know who wrote that theme song? Um, Kenny Loggins. Barry Manilow. Oh, fuck. I was close. You were in the same ballpark, I yeah. think. But I digress. <laughs> I can't get into Barry Manilow and demons in the same goddamn story. It's too much. It's too much. But in 1973, at the age of 21, so a couple years later, Annalise enrolled into the University of Würzburg, while her classmates described her as withdrawn and very religious. So not a lot has changed. Yeah. Still very religious, maybe a little bit more secluded, because when you're that religious, you got to find religious people. New school, new you. Yeah. Have, no, same her. (laughs) Same her. (laughs) It sounds like she's going to get worse, though. But yeah, she slipped deeper and deeper into depression. After five years of no improvement, both Annalise and her family began to become frustrated and thought it was time to take matters into their own hands. They noticed that Annalise would cower while walking past churches and became intolerant of religious figures like the crucifix, leading the entire family to believe that Annalise wasn't afflicted by any medical disorder known to man, but that her illness was the work of Lucifer himself. Demons. So, I mean, that is kind of a weird thing where you're so... You're so obsessed and enthralled with, with this. It's like your biggest hobby ever. Yeah. And then you get this illness. Yeah. And you're cowering at the same thing that you absolutely like. It's your whole life. And yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> I, I would believe it's, it's like rabies. Yeah, it's just like rabies. You know, you know what I mean? We're like, okay, if you guys don't know about rabies, once you get rabies, you're, you, you have crave ins- more of it. No, <laughs> no, not that. You have an insatiable thirst, but you have a fear of water. Do you know that? No. Yeah. Makes so sense. You're really thirsty. People die of dehydration. Okay. It's it's a really weird, really weird disease. That, so is that kind of like when uh, it's like a thing that if you find bats in your shower, you're supposed to like... You find bats in your shower? I don't personally, but I know it's like a thing people find bats in their shower and that's like a sign that they have rabies. And you're supposed to like toss those boys in the garbage before they bite someone because you can die from rabies in like a week. Are you, are you saying... Oh, oh, you mean... Oh... Oh, I thought you meant if somebody a walks in. A baseball bat? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, I thought you meant if somebody walks into a shower and they see a bat in their shower, as in a a vampire bat. Yeah. They go, oh my god, I think I have rabies. <laughs> no, not the the, the bat, bat has, has rabies. rabies. I'm oh, so stupid. Good. Yeah, well, Good I mean, golly. you should never assume that, you know, any wild creature, like raccoons, possums, all the, like, they always go, stay away, they might have rabies, yeah. but you kind of know because, you know, they oh, fall in like, the mouth. The raccoons that are normally, like, nocturnal, if they're out during the day, or possums, like, they're out during the day, that's usually a good sign that they have uh, rabies as well, because yeah. they're, like, so mentally distraught. and They're not, like, afraid of anything. Welcome back to the David Stokes Nature Show. Yeah, well, we always sometimes... Gotcha. We always somehow end, I up, gotcha again. end up at an animal. <laughs> well, I told you about rabies, so yeah. I, I, I was just waiting for I'm my bringing, opportunity. I'm bringing something to the table. So Michelle or Annalise went to San Damiano to a church to try to get the priest there to exercise her because they believe that there's a demon inside her. Did they need to go to like a specific place to get the – like did they have like – did he have a Yelp review? I think like it was great exorcism. I don't think so, but okay. I think it was just probably a prominent church, like probably okay. one of the biggest in their like area. Cool. But she went with a family friend who regularly organized Christian pilgrimages. And when she got to the church, she expressed that she could not stand on the soil around the church because it burned like fire. Uh, the Michelle family begged the Catholic church to perform an exorcism, but many of the priests denied the request, stating that she needed to continue her medical treatment, which is cool. It's not like... You know Christian scientists? Yeah, I know tons of them. They're, well, there's like, yo, like, okay, uh, yeah, you have this cancer. We could pray it away. Like the, yeah. Back then, like even That'd in the 70s, they're like, yo, just like keep keep taking your pills. Like it might be something else. Yeah. So they told her to keep the medical treatment going. And also priests couldn't even approve the exorcism if they wanted to because it needed to be approved by a higher-ranking bishop. And I don't don't ask me how like the rankings go up, but I think it's like priest – Bishop, Archbishop, Cardinal, Pope, and I could be wrong in that, but I you it, know that sounds right. It's something I don't know. along those lines. I don't so know. they it needed to be a higher position. Yeah. Um, at this point, they had been denied twice by the Catholic Church until Annalise wrote a letter to priest Ernst Alt, which is a cool name, uh, to give to Bishop Joseph Strangle, which is also a pretty cool name. In 1975, stating she wrote this in a handwritten letter. I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. And also once told him, I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. After reading the letter, and with much deliberation, Bishop, 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 (laughs) Bishop Strangle granted priest Arnold Renz permission to exercise Annalise under total secrecy, hiding the Catholic Church's involvement with the ritual altogether. So they didn't want any part of this. Yeah. They, I mean, the stigma is, I think they still do that today. Yeah. Where if do people, they still do exorcisms today? That's, there's, there's like rumors out there. Yeah. There's rumors out there that they do. Ugh. I mean, they do in other countries, but I don't know if the Catholic Church really like promotes that. Yeah. I, I think they believe that there's certain cases where maybe they have to intervene and try something. But they don't want to come off like a hocus pocus. They're not putting a Craigslist ad up. Oh, I think they did. Oh, they did. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where you're wrong. It was that Bishop Savage. What was his name? Bishop Strangle. <laughs> Joseph Strangle. Bishop, Bishop Strangle. <laughs> hey, brother, I'm Bishop Savage. I'm here to put the pile driver hey, on your ass. Brother. So, uh, Bishop Randy Savage. <laughs> 
no. So when Renz, the priest that was given permission to perform the exorcism, yeah. was called to the house with priest Alt, who was also the kind of like her representative, when he got to the house, he witnessed behavior that shocked and disturbed him to his core. This is fucking weird. Annalise would tear off all of her clothes and urinate on the floor, lapping it up like a dog after. I don't, I don't even have a comment. No, you don't, because <laughs> she did more stuff than that, okay? Okay. She ate flies, okay. spiders, yeah. and coal. I'm pretty sure we all do that in our sleep, though. Except for the coal. Nah. The coal's harder to fall into your mouth. Hey, you know, around the holidays, you never know. True. You've been bad. You've been, been bad. bad. You found a lump of coal in your mouth. Um, she then bit off the head of a dead bird. Classic. At least it was dead. Cla- At least it was dead. True. Uh, and in one instance, she crawled under a table and barked like a dog for two days. Two days. Two days. You think her voice would give out? Mm. You think she'd just get You think it. the neighbor's dog was just losing his shit? <laughs> it's like, the dog's like, Oh, I've never heard that dog! <laughs> Whose dog is that? That's fun. Yeah. Um, and just the icing on the cake, she could often be heard screaming through the walls for hours. <laughs> so, so that dog... Like it's not funny, but it, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's sad, but... We're making light of it. It's not too soon. No. It's been a while. It's been a while. Got to do that. Um, on September 25th, 1975, Renz and Alt performed the first rite of exorcism. Over the next 10 months, Annalise would endure 67 rites of exorcism, one or two times a week, lasting up to four hours a session. How does that... I'm like trying to do the mental math there. I'm terrible at math, but you said 67. Seven, 67 huh? rites of exorcism, about four hours each. How does that even add up? Is, it, did they ever take a break? No, well, it's, it's over 10 months. Oh, I so, thought you said a week. No, no, no. It's like, that doesn't seem like that adds up. They would do these rites once or twice a week. Yeah. So it took them about 10 months to get 67 of them in. And the exorcisms worked for a few weeks, actually, in the beginning. But she eventually, she eventually fell back into her ways as she would attack family members on a daily basis, leaving them badly bruised, scratched, and even biting them. Yeah. So. Well, she's eating, she's biting dead birds' heads off. I'm sure she's going to bite a thumb or two. The dog got out from under the table and is biting everybody. <laughs> it's bite, the dog biting everybody. Don't, touch, don't pet the dog no more. Not okay. It's not a dog. <laughs> they're like, they're like, if it walks like a Joseph, do- if it walks like a jo- dog and talks like a dog. Joseph, that's not a dog. That a dog if I've ever seen one, <laughs> and it it bark for a long time. Now the bark match the bite. <laughs> I'm gonna also throw it out there. This is Germany, so I don't know what accent. That's you're not going. a German accent. <laughs> Oh, God, I have a lot of people to apologize to. Um, So as far as the exorcisms went, Renz and Alt would chain Annalise to the bed to perform the ritualistic exorcism. They would also have her perform 600 genuflections during the rites, eventually causing both of her kneecaps to be broken and rupturing ligaments in her legs. Do you know what a genuflection is? I was thinking it was somewhere between like a jumping jack and up and down, but I don't. (laughs) 
you better exercise those demons out of you. <laughs> like you better do some jumping jacks. Yeah, I don't know. No, a genuflection is um they do it they do it in church now. It's when you walk up to a pew and you see somebody get on one knee and they make the sign of the cross. What's their, a pew? Uh, a pew is a uh, in a church they have the wooden benches. Those okay. are pews. So you walk up to a pew and you face the the big uh, crucifix or cross at the front of the church in Catholic churches because I was confirmed, and you get on one knee and you go you know Father Son Holy Spirit yep. you touch your forehead chest, uh, shoulder, shoulder, and you get up. But I guess uh, her genuflections were down on both knees, or maybe they were just, uh, you know, switching knees or something. So so she was just like pile-driving her knees into this wooden bench over and over and over and over again. I mean, six, six, you don't do it on the wooden bench, you do it on the ground next to the wooden bench. But it doesn't really matter if you're near the wooden bench to be a genuflection. I'm just saying that's where a lot of genuflections take place nowadays. So they're just doing it as like, it's kind of like get on your knees in front of God and pray. Don't not like that. <laughs> don't don't smile at me when I say that. <laughs> but you get on your knees and you you, know, you pay respects or whatever. Like you know, um, you pay you pay respects to the to the to the Father. More voices. Let's see. <laughs> you pay. Oh, I'll give you a father you can't refuse. <laughs> um. So, you know, she, she busted up her knees real bad. Real yeah. bad. I mean, 600, uh, uh, maybe a right. Yeah. 600 of, of, for four hours, it's like, you know that guy didn't have any other, like, things in his playbook. He's like, just keep genuflecting. He's just, he's just trying like, to exhaust her to the point that she can't do this shit, but she just keeps doing it. I can see him flipping through pages and being like, just keep genuflecting. Yeah. And he's like, can't find <laughs> another thing to do. Yeah. He's like, we already used the holy water. We're out of holy water. Keep yeah. genuflecting. Um, so through these session, Annalise revealed that she believed that she was present. This is the best part. This is by far the best part. Yeah. Annalise thought she was possessed by five demons. You want to hear the five? I'd love to hear all five. These, this is the big five. Big, the big five. Big five in hell. Okay. So this isn't a sporting store. This is like. Not big five sporting. It's like games. the dream team, Olympic teams. Yeah. Okay. Of, of hell. Yeah. We got Lucifer. Okay. Classic. We got household name Kane. Kane. Oh, like the WWF wrestler. Not him. <laughs> Not Macho Man Kane. Okay. No, Kane, as in Kane and Abel. I killed my oh. brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. First murder ever. Judas. Judas Iscariot. You know. Yeah, the guy who sold out, betrayed Jesus. JC. Nero. Like who was the EDM a, guy? No, he was a Roman emperor, I guess, and he was just like a horrible piece of shit. Okay. And. Of course. It's not hell. It's not hell without Adolf Hitler. So Adolf was there too. Oh, shit. Yeah, so crazy, right? Your boy Adolf. He yeah. came back to Germany. I guess. So that's pretty crazy. And I have, some, I, have some, tour. I have some quotes of what they said through her. Okay. So Lucifer said, I got two quotes from him. He says, I want to conquer the earth for myself. In the meantime, I make a rich booty. I am filling up my kingdom. I take whatever I can take. I must convince you of this. And he also said, I took Judas with me. He is always at my service. He is damned. He could have saved himself, but he was not followed. But he has not followed the Nazarene. Okay. Which is, I don't know what Nazarene is. It has something to do with the Bible. Yeah. Judas said, I will not come out of this girl. Down there, it is too tormenting. Hmm. Weird. So that's like that's him being like, don't don't make me go back to hell. I want to stay up here, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So like you know they got you know they're just 
I mean, you heard he's at Lucifer is like, I took Judas with me. He's always at my service. So Judas yeah. is just like getting the shit kicked out of him daily. Yeah. He's like, I'm not leaving the girl. I'm going to be on the surface talking to you guys. It's too shitty down there. That's what you get, you snitch. This is what <laughs> this is what Cain said. Cain keeps it real, real short, real simple. He's like, hey, do you have a brother? Cain <laughs> said, I have killed my brother. <laughs> I am burning. <laughs> Sweet, classic, right, Sweet right, right to the point. Love it. <laughs> Keep it up, Cain. Good job, bud. Yeah, Cain's killing it. Yeah. He's killing his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Hitler, Nero didn't really say anything, or he said some shit that like wasn't even that cool. You're just like Nero, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, wow. shut up, dude. Wasn't he known as like one of the greatest like uh, speech, like like speech deliverer? Like he Hitler. gave like some of the best. Yeah, like, Hitler gave some of like the best speeches, regardless on what his point yeah, of view and like, a, like his beliefs were. He was like, a good public speaker. That's yeah. how he got like into office, yeah. basically. But I mean, but Hit, he's really Hit, dropping the ball on this one, huh? Well, no, that was Nero. I just said Nero. Oh, and they said Hitler didn't say anything. No, Hitler. Oh, okay. Hitler said, "Men are so beastly stupid. They believe that after death all is finished, but life goes on, either up or down." Yeah, I'd buy it. Yeah. So I mean, damn Hitler. But you want to know what the funny thing is? <laughs> so apparently, these voices argued with each other, with Hitler saying, or or they argued with the priests, with Hitler saying, "People are stupid as pigs." They think it's all over after death. Oh, I already wrote that. They think it's all over after death. Life goes on. And Judas saying Hitler was nothing but a big mouth who had no real say in hell, which is oh, so fucking I love funny. The, I love the demon bickering. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like, oh, Hitler's yeah. a piece of shit. Apparently, like I read numerous uh, uh, you know, quotes to say like all the other demons were like, Hitler's a bitch. Yeah, like, they all Hitler, ganged up on Hitler. They apparently didn't like Hitler. This is another quote I read because he bragged a bunch. Yeah. I'd buy it. What a fucking piece of shit, dude. Hitler <laughs> sucks, man. <laughs> Hot take. Hitler sucks. Ooh. But. Gonna upset a lot of listeners with that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Annalise stopped eating altogether, saying that the demons would not let her. And after a couple months of very little food and water, Annalise came down with pneumonia and a fever. She became emaciated, dropping under 100 pounds. Still, the two priests continued the sessions. So it's like, come on, guys. What are you doing at this point? Well, I mean, the demons aren't going to take a day off. No, I, I guess not. But, like, you know, one to throw in a towel. Now it's like they're, they're pride on the line where they're like, we can't fail. Like, Yeah, I can't let the demons win. We gotta, yeah, we got to look good. We can't give her to the hospital. You the know? power of Christ compels you. So the final exorcism was done on June 30th, 1976. Annalise, too frail to perform the genuflections herself, was helped by her parents on the tape, Annalise speaks for the last time. She tells Renz and Alt to beg for absolution, then turns her attention to her family through tears. Annalise whispers, Mother, I'm afraid. It's like really sad, actually. Yeah, it's sad. It's like, damn, that sucks. That, those were her last words? Mother, I'm afraid? I mean, one of the last words. Yeah. Of, yeah. So, And then on the morning of July 1st, 1976, Annalise Michelle died of malnutrition and dehydration. According to the coroner report, she weighed about 68 pounds. She, how Do you know how tall she was? Just to like put that in perspective. I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah. I mean, she, she was probably a 23-year-old girl. I'm guessing yeah. probably 5'6 to 5'8. Yeah. On like... God damn. Somewhere around there. Um, Father Renz, Pastor Ernst Alt... 
and Annalise Michelle's parents, Joseph and Anna, all four were found guilty of negligent homicide and sentenced to six months in prison. Oh. And suspended with three years probation. Damn. She was... Uh, I think the the most the creepiest thing about this whole thing is remember in the beginning you're like you know might just be mental illness which is true yeah. like I yeah who knows but she was prescribed antipsychotic drugs during the beginning of the exorcisms yeah. about a year before and she took them during the co- the course of the religious rites frequently until the time before her death yeah so she took her medication the whole yeah. time which is Probably the most disturbing part. Yeah. I mean, other than... Who knows? Maybe the demons were making her spit them out, though. Who knows? Maybe maybe they had some kind of effect. But, I mean, I think that is probably the most disturbing part. But the other most disturbing part is an audio clip I have. (laughs) Yeah. Because the priest recorded all of these meetings on cassette. Yeah. Thank God it was the 70s where we had that technology to do so yeah so this is what annalise sounded like as a normal girl she was a she was a pretty girl actually um and if you see the before and after pictures i'm sure we'll post them on instagram yeah it's really really sad she looks so emaciated dark circles under her eyes looks like she's been like biting her lips and like there's sores and stuff and it's just well i mean the the original exorcism movie was kind of based off it right so yeah the the image that they put that girl in is like pretty close like with the because her lips are all torn up and her eyes were all crazy and the urinating like remember that that's the big opening scene but this is what she sounded like as a normal girl so she sounded relatively normal she sounded like a normal Young girl. Little German girl. And then this is when Hitler was possessing her body. <laughs> oh, so this is actually like Hitler. You like This is like on paper saying this is Hitler talking through her right now. Yeah. This, okay. Hitler, she, she's like, I'm Hitler. You okay. know, it's talking through it. And this, but it's, it's in German, correct? It's in German. Okay. So this Just is what, this is what, yeah, Hitler, I read some of the transcripts, but there, there are a lot of like nonsense too a lot of the time. So, I mean... Who really, who really knows? Um, but this is what Hitler sounded like as he possessed Annalise. Pretty fucked up. That is yeah. so that, fucking frightening. I'm sorry. I like that. Sounds like Hitler to me. <laughs> if you if you listen to that like in the dark and like yeah. by yourself, like, there there's hours and hours of the, of this footage on uh, not footage but uh, audio recordings on YouTube, and they're really really disturbing. Actually, like oh yeah, no, that's that's like it's incredible. To think that that's cool. like coming out of a 23 year old girl young girl and who you heard her voice in the beginning she doesn't sound like and it's not it's not like edited or anything like you know like movies you watch movies there's like a creepy exorcism thing and like they obviously they use you know hollywood magic to make it sound way creepier than it is but like that's just a priest recording a girl raw audio and yeah that's it's just just disturbing to say the least you know yeah you sure you don't want to play like five more hours of that and we can have a really long (laughs) podcast (laughs) yeah who, who wants to like I would just, just love buckle for down. somebody to like you roll up to the drive-through window as you're listening to this, and then all of a sudden that part comes on and things. Yeah, it's like new new Norwegian black metal. Yeah, it's What's good. Going on there. So that is the exorcism of Annalise Michelle. 
So uh, does that mean it's my turn to tell my uh, my fun little story today? It does. All right. So I'm uh, going to go ahead and start my uh, my lovely story today for you guys. It's lovely? And, uh, it's, it's not. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's lovely. I'm not going to say it's bad. Um, it's just a little strange. Oh, wait, wait, where are we right now? Yeah. Um, so mine is a legend, and this legend takes place in the village of Woolpit in Suffolk, England. That's a mouthful and a half. Yes. And uh, so this happened around uh, sometime in the 12th century, you know. Oh, wow. This is a O-N, old, a old an old legend. Old English tale. I forgot where I was supposed to use Anne for a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, back in the 12th century, we used to go down the hill on the on the sled with old Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> that's so all some, I know. They some have, more terrible Game of Thrones. Uh, that's not a Game of Thrones. That's a Castle on the Hill reference. One, no, I'm, I'm saying that one time Ed Sheeran was in Game of Thrones. That was bad. Oh, well, you're doing it again. We're digressing. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so one day around harvesting time under the rule of King Stephen, you know, King Stephen, no way. That's a bad name. King Stephen. That's a very bad name. Oh, he's a king. So what are you? Mm. Yeah. No, Stephen. So I thought, uh, so in the village of Woolpit, they, um, during the harvesting time, they found these two children who were brother and sister and they're hanging out near one of the, uh, wolf pits, which I had to look up what a wolf pit was. And it's well, I, can I guess before? Yeah, you can guess. Is this where they would throw people in who who were accused of crimes, and then wolves would tear them apart? Uh, no, um, but I'm sure they could. Mm. So the the concept of a wolf pit was uh, they would construct these huge pits in the ground that were lined with like stone and stuff, and the idea was that wolves would just fall in and get stuck, and so they would have them caught, oh. and it would keep the the village safe. Oh, so it's, it's kind of like, like a moat. It's a humane way of, but I mean, it's not humane. Oh, no, they'd kill them. They'd kill them, yeah. Yeah, for but, pelts and stuff like that. So it was an easy hunting, like, alternative. Yeah. Instead like, of no fi- effort. Instead of, like, sneaking around and trying to find the wolf, the wolf falls in the pit. Yeah. Throw a rock down there. Yeah. And from what I read, somehow the name of the town, Wolf Pit, um, they got from the wolf pits. Must have had the most in the county. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they can. I mean, when I think of wool, I only think of sheep's wool. Well, call well, other pelts wool. I think. I think some things end up transforming over time. You like the yeah. Like, oh, wolf pit. Yeah, you wolf know. pit. Oh, you go down to the wolf pit. Yeah, exactly. They just lost, you know, the ve. That happens with last names too. Like when oh, you go yeah. over to America. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. Um, so normally finding two kids hanging out like wouldn't be that worth chatting about, you yeah. know. Uh, but these two kids had something very bizarre about them. Mm. And I've been trying to think of something like a funny way of saying this. And there's really no other funny way of saying it except for they had fucking green skin. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yeah. No, the kids, uh, yeah, they had green skin. All I have to say, can I say one thing about that? Yeah. Ogres are like onions. <laughs> are they ogres? And, um, I always like to say ogres are like onions. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not ogres. At okay. least I don't think they're ogres. Um, so, upon finding the children, the villagers try to communicate with the kids, but immediately found out that they don't speak any English. Sounds like an ogre to me. Yeah, they uh, they speak their own language. So, like the kids could communicate with each other, 
So there was some form of language, but it was like nothing anybody would have ever just like. They were just like, oh, that's German or something. They're like, like, boom, boom, boom. Let me say, oh, hey, oh. No, it wasn't like They're that. Like, Damn, these kids are cool. No, it wasn't quite like that. <laughs> and um, and another thing that was strange about them is that their clothing was very different, which doesn't seem that weird. But in like the, the 12th century, like. It wasn't a burlap sack. Exactly. There weren't a lot of options as far as it went clothing. So if someone showed up not wearing something that like you've seen before, it's it's like they had two colors back then. Yeah, like brown. They had, they had black. They had and black. then dirty white. Yes, because nothing stayed white. <laughs> it was a somewhere between brand new white and black is the the two colors. Exactly. They had. It was like a trans is black and a transition to black. Yeah. And um, so, you know, that doesn't seem that weird, but, you know, for back then, it's like that really stands out. Um, the kids also had a very strict Hollywood-esque diet. Ooh. And it was strictly one thing. <gasps> Can I guess? Only thing that, yes, I'd love it if you'd guess. Okay, let's think about what they had in the 12th century, right? Yeah. Okay, I mean, you guys on your pod, on your headphones can can guess along with me. But I'm going to go with something that's not too common that they probably didn't have a lot of, and it took a little searching. Uh, Robin's eggs. No. Was I close? No. Okay, let me guess one more thing. Blood pudding. Blood pudding, no. Hmm. They weren't eating blood pudding. So the only thing that these kids would eat would be raw broad beans. I was going to – broad beans was my third guess. Yeah, I bet it was. Fuck. What's and, a broad uh, bean? A broad bean, it's like it's like, you know, like a long like bean, like the like the tube with the beans in them and stuff. That's a broad bean? Yeah. It's a string bean. Or it's you, like I think a broad bean's like a like a, a thick a big, daddy boy. Like a big string. a big fat daddy. Yeah, look at that little string boy. You know, you got the the broad boy. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that that I'm under the assumption that they live in a place that mainly has broad beans or only has broad beans. Well, correct? I see. I feel like that's that's part of the mystery. Is like, <gasps> or are they like flamingos where they? I don't, I don't think the green children are flamingos. Hear me out. Flamingos turn. Uh, we're going back into nature, but flamingos yeah. turn pink because they eat so much shrimp. Do you know that? Shrimp. Yeah, they eat so much shrimp, they turn pink. Yeah. So maybe their skin turned green because they're eating a bunch of green beans. Well, why don't you uh, put your seatbelt on? Because after time, the children learned how to eat other foods outside of raw broad beans, and slowly their skin started to turn back to a normal like pigment. Yo, what's up? There you go. Science. Yo, what's up? I could have dissected these kids from a mile away. Yeah. I'd be like, that's a flamingo. That's a flamingo child. And Do you think that they're flamingos and they just thought they were skinny children? It's possible. Look at that long-legged child. So you're telling me if you fed a flamingo straight broad beans, would they turn green? Uh, probably not. I mean, I no. think shrimp have a pigmentation in them that turns people's skin. Like, maybe if you fed them a bunch of carrots, though, mm. they turn orange. Because humans really good. do. Yeah. No, that's a that's a myth. Carrots don't make your eyesight better. That does. Let's not get into that, though, okay? <laughs> it's not. Um, okay, so... In an attempt to introduce the kids into like their society, uh, both children were baptized. Unfortunately, quickly after they were uh, baptized, the boy became very ill and died. Would, would do they use water? It, baptize. <laughs> I mean, this, what, is he a this, demon? This is the 12th century. I we, mean, like what? What is he? A, what is he a demon? <laughs> they're, like, they're like, hey, uh, oh, green demon! <laughs> they're like, we're gonna baptize you. And they're like. 
oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's where uh, you, you, we, we put water on you and you, and you become our religion. And they're like, that's not bad. They're like, yeah, but like, you're kind of weird. So, uh, this might do something to you. This, uh, we're going to use molten gold. Molten gold. You no. Know, like, uh, I mean, I mean, he, so he died via the baptism or he died shortly after the baptism. Like, did the baptism make him ill? I guess that's my question. You know, it's the, it's the 12th century. Um, Everybody's are, ill. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> sick. So nobody's healthy. You know, it, it it makes you wonder. Maybe you know the the body of water that they were baptized in could have been carrying some disease. Probably like a hundred feet down the river, up the up the stream, there were a bunch of dead cow or some, something. Some, some guy was taking a fat broad bean shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so after the passing of her brother, the girl started to learn English. Mm-hmm. Where after a time, she was able to, like, finally communicate with the people and tell them where she was from. The girl explained to the people that they came from a land, and this is a quote, where the sun never shone and the light was like twilight. She How did named... she know the word twilight? I don't know. Wow. She jumped all the way to twilight? I didn't learn yeah. twilight until I was 18 and a half. When you started reading the books? No. No. <laughs> I'd never read those books. I'm sure you did But it. I heard a lot of jibber-jabber about them. So the girl named the place St. Martin's Land and said <gasps> everything was green. I know where that is. Do you? Yeah, I've been there. Have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bet you have. <laughs> so the girl had a hard time recalling exactly how her and her brother ended up at the wolf pits and said that her and her brother were herding their father's cattle when they heard a loud sound, which is believed to be the uh, the church bells from the town nearby uh, Bury St. Edmunds. Is that the, a, a town or a church? or It's a, a, it's a town. Bury like, St.? Bury St. Edmunds. I okay. believe I'm saying that right. I, yeah, probably butchering it, but that's mm. the way I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the girl said that they followed the loud sound through a cave and emerged into the lands of Woolpit. Which is like a strange thing for me to think of is that if these people oh. are living underground and for her to say, oh, we went through a cave and came out into like the world. That's weird to think of like if someone lived in there in a cave their entire life. I don't think and that you go the other way out of a cave. Like as far as they're concerned, like going into the cave is exiting it to us because they don't know any different. Yeah, true. But like there's a part of me that, that when they say they had cattle – yeah. They lived in a land of always twilight. Yeah. That, that makes me think that it's some kind of portal and not necessarily they're living underground. Yeah. But when they emerged from the cave, they turned around and realized that it looked like it was underground. So maybe they said, we came from underground. Yeah. But what they really came from was a alternate dimension yeah. or a portal of some sort well, that brought them to a different universe. We might get to that. They have cattle in that universe, though. Yeah. So. But they're like way beefier and stacked with just like ribs. They got two two sets of ribs. Two sets of ribs. Eight sets of teeth. You can't do much with the teeth. But. No. Yeah, weapons. You so, make you make weapons out of uh, you can do anything with teeth. That's um. true. <laughs> <laughs> That you, I think, I don't know who said who said it, Dahmer or Stokes. We'll you can do out. anything with teeth. Yeah, Jesus, man. Um, so the girl continued to live somewhat of a normal life, um, and then she eventually adopted the name Agnes. Beautiful name. Um, that's a bad name. That's a bad. <laughs> what color did she turn to? Um, 
I'm assuming just like British pale white. Yeah. Mm. That's my guess. That's fair. Um, and so Agnes ended up marrying a royal official named Richard Bear. Mm. Dick Bear. Dick Bear. Okay. So the question is, like, where the hell do these kids come from? Could there still be civilization of green skin, green bean fashion forward (laughs) people living (laughs) under the ground in England? Yo, yo, I got a good joke. I got a good joke. Ready? Yo, you never heard of LL Bean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, where these people come from, huh? And um, so no one at the time, like, really cared. You, like, reading back on, like, the, the officials of the time and, like, people that were around, they're just kind of like, oh, I don't know. You know, shrug our shoulders and just, like, move on from it. Like, no one really asked many questions after that, which Maybe, is leading is. to us today to be like, wait, like, hold on. Like, we want answers. It is kind of weird because especially in that time where – superstition and like science was so primitive yeah that superstition and mythology and magic and all yeah witchcraft this all became the the forefront of science because science wasn't a thing yeah it was very primitive at the time so you would think that they would make a huge deal out of it but i mean yeah wow i mean they maybe they kept it under wraps pretty well like maybe maybe they they did know Oh, maybe the people asked them on like from the portal were like, "Our daughter likes it here. Please don't tell anybody about this. We'd really yeah. appreciate it." And I mean, she turned she turned from green skin to to British pale white pretty quick. So she, I bet she blended in pretty quickly. So yeah, I mean, there probably wasn't much of a story outside that one village or the villages surrounding it, and they all agreed, "Hey, let's let's keep Bean Girl." Yeah, keep that bean girl in the corner. Yeah. Poor bean boy, though. Yeah, bean boy's gone. Um, So, like I was saying, um, a lot of people were just kind of like, you know, oh, well, whatever, move on from it. You know, who knows? You know, back then it's it's harder for people to be like, oh, shit, did you hear about that bean girl? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so this also led to a lot of folklore. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, you know, know what, like, folklore is, you know. Oh, I'm aware of what folklore is. So... Some of which, uh, there's a scholar named Charles Omen who uh, made note of the green children saying that they passed through a different reality when they went through the cave. That's Kind of like what you're saying. You're on the same book as Omen. Charles, I beat you to the punch. Yeah. yeah you definitely did. He's... I, well, he's dead, so, I mean, yeah. who's winning? He's, who's still swinging? Mm. <laughs> oh, who's still swinging? They say he's still swinging. I'm no. Like, you're still swinging. Hell yeah, I am. So then there was also a longer story from Gerald of Wales, which was very similar. That Gerald? Gerald. Hmm. That guy's trying to be fancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he had a, a book that told a, told a tale of a boy who, after escaping, after escaping his masters, is encountered by two pygmies, which led him through an underground passage to a beautiful land filled with fields and rivers, but not lit by the... St- by the light of sun. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, pygmies are small. That's a derogatory term for a small person, correct? Yeah. Not I, a little person, but a... An elf. Yeah. Some, I don't know, some, some mystical kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that's pretty... 
I mean, I'm picturing it right now. I'm picturing getting an Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe, but it's pretty interesting to think that like they live in a land of always twilight where yeah. it's like a half sun type yeah, thing going dusky. on. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's my favorite time of day. Yeah. Right? Oh. Twilight, sunset. Or oh, the golden hour. Dusk, dawn. It's mm. nice. And you get the sun going through that LA smog. It's beautiful. Oh my God. The way the smog hits the downtown. So oh. red. Uh, so there's also tales of the children possibly being aliens. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, um, yeah. Yeah, they got green that. skin. Um, they didn't speak English. They ate weird stuff. It's definitely a possibility. They have beans in space, right? Yeah, they got space beans. Space beans. And uh, there's also people saying that they're inhabitants of the world beneath our Earth. Lizard people. Well, you know, I always pictured mold people to be covered in hair. Hmm. You know, not green, but that's just me. Wow. Um. But in all reality, as people look back on it now, um, they believe it was solely uh, had to deal with sickness and dietary deficiencies. So you think they were like a light green, not like a full-blown, like what we picture as green, where it's like grass green, but they were just kind of like a a hue of green. Yeah. But it's it's still really interesting to think that these children did not go, hey, we know it's where we came, bring us back to our father. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, that's that's that that's what adds the mystery to it. It's like the kids didn't speak English. They didn't. Re- they didn't know where they lived. They couldn't take them back to their parents or anything like that. Hmm. And I feel like that's you know, if the kids showed up green and were speaking English and just being like, yeah, we eat a lot of this one thing and we don't see much light, then it's like, oh, okay. That is really strange because like you could you could say, oh, dietary deficiency, but that ex- yeah. like you said, that explains one thing. Yeah, it doesn't explain the language. It doesn't explain. We live in a land of always twilight. We came from underground. Yeah. So I have a quote from a historian, Derek Brewers, who said, The likely core of the matter is that these small children, herding or following flock strayed from their forest village, spoke little, and in modern terms, did not know their own home address. They were probably suffering from chlorosis? Um, a deficiency disease which gives the skin a greenish tint, hence the term green sickness. With a better diet, it disappears. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. So it's a possibility, of, you know, that that's it. It's it's interesting to think that we can come up with a scientific explanation of what what happened there. Yeah. And also... That we didn't just discredit it immediately. Yeah. Because if, if somebody told me, hey, a bunch of green – two green kids showed up to the yep. farm a couple hundred years ago and uh, yeah, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that they might have just existed and there's not folklore. And if they did exist, they might – that guy might be wrong as well and they yeah. could be from a different dimension. Yeah, who knows? I mean like, like he said – it is a possibility that they didn't know their home address. They had a bad, they had a bad diet. They didn't know proper language. But there's also a chance that he is completely wrong because he's judging this from modern times. Exactly. So it's it's all just a guess. Yeah. No. Definitely. And I I think that's what I found so fascinating about it is it's like there could be answers for everything, but there's just so many things wrong with this story that's like how many turns can you take to just be like. Oh yeah, you know they just they didn't have a good diet. They just weren't. No. I don't know. Smart. They didn't. They spoke their own language. And they're interesting enough they to write about. They made their own clothes. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Bean kids. Yeah, so those are, my, those are my bean kids, my bean boys. Well, bean rest boy. in peace, bean boy. <laughs> bean boy, rest in peace, bean yeah. girl, thriving with dick bear. Yeah. <laughs> Richard the bear. Yes. Rich, Richard bear. The official. Do they have any kids? Um, Not that I saw of. Maybe. Maybe she was... Uh, they had a daughter that remarried down the uh, Tobin bloodline. <gasps> what? <laughs> I, I'm Bean Boy 2? You're Bean Boy Part 2. Yo, if Bean Boy was so good, why didn't they make a Bean Boy 2? Yeah, it's facts. Yeah, I'm Bean Boy 2. You're Bean Boy 2. Anyway. Well, that was strange. That was creepy. That was not creepy, but more mystical, weird. Mine was pretty creepy, but... Yeah, see, I'd, you, you, I like you took the... yours to like 11 out of 10, and I wanted to tone mine down <laughs> to like a 4 out of 10 for just being strange. Mine was disturbing and kind of depressing and uh, really creepy. Yours is just like kind of elf in the woods, like strange, weird. Yeah. And I like that too. That's that's awesome. It's really... It's a nice balance right there. You know? Yeah, you know, we, we, like to, we like to keep it spooky, but we also like to keep it very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of strange stuff out there, and it doesn't all have to be upsetting. You know? yeah, yeah, there can be some happy, strange, fun stuff. But um, I I think that that concludes both of our stories. You know, yep. um, I think we're done here. I I'd like to say uh, if you guys could leave a review um, on iTunes, that would be amazing. We'd really appreciate that. Add us on Instagram. Uh, I think that's our most active. Yeah, thing it's we're definitely using. our most active for sure. Yeah, um, and that's at Camp Strange Podcast. I almost said dot com. Yeah, it's no. at Instagram. So at yeah. Camp Strange Podcast. No underscore or anything with that. It's just at Camp Strange Podcast. You, you could see pictures of Annalise Michelle, and hopefully this. Oh, there are some beautiful portrait paintings. Of oh the green children. my God! Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. they're beautiful. I want to see these. I want to adopt real these bad. little green babies and just feed them just beans, as many <laughs> beans as they want. Wanna... Yes, more beans, more beans. <laughs> I want to cuddle them in the wolf pit. Yes. Um, so yeah, follow us on there. We also have Facebook um, at Camp Strange. Uh, we have Twitter at Camp Strange, and <laughs> if you just go to our website uh, campstrange.com, you can find all the hyperlinks and everything to each uh, social media. Correct, and also true, and also go on to at Camp uh, at campstrange.com. Go to campstrange.com and go to the contact link, and you can send us your personal strange, weird, scary story. I mean, or an intro. No, you could tweet us an intro. Yeah, I don't care. Just send them to us. Hashtag Camp Strange Intro. CSI. Hashtag either one. <laughs> don't don't do CSI. We'll we'll probably never find it. There's so yeah, big hashtag, following. Hashtag Camp Strange Intro. Just a little three word uh, thing going on, and uh, we'd really appreciate it because you get some free publicity right now. If you if you just I mean it's not really publicity but it's you know why wouldn't you want to hear Tobin say what you said I can say what you said you can say what you said and then we'll give you a little shout out with your name slash handle whatever it is and then you can say hey I did that mm-hmm. that was me they said what I said yeah then you could be credited as a writer for the oh shit is this is a <laughs> loophole that we didn't think about <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall we thank you guys for listening. Um, and episode three will be coming out next Friday. And uh, I think we're signing off now. Yep, I think that's about it from us. And don't forget to stay strange.